Good morning or afternoon or evening. It's morning here right now. Um, I am Kyle and I've got my co-host Carrington bringing you the greatest indie gaming podcast that you've ever seen, ever listened to, ever, you know, maybe read if you're reading the subtitles. It's K&K's Indie Gaming Corner, and uh, we are here to start this year fresh, and uh, we're excited, man. New year, new podcast? Kinda? Maybe? I I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, New year, new stuff. How about that? We'll go with that. Yeah, let's go with that, because, you know, 2022, we came back. Mm -hmm. We came back with vengeance. (laughs) And new vigor in our yeah. eyes. <laughs> I guess 2022 would have been the new year, new podcast name. Yes, yes. And this year, and, we're, we're going strong. Yeah. I think I'd like to think maybe new podcast the format is a little different, maybe. We're going back to the way things were, how we structured it. Yeah. Gaming, topics, and, and we're just going to have a good old time and I'm probably laugh while doing it. Yeah, I, I love that. So, uh, New Year, um, there's tons of new games coming out. There's tons of games that um, we have been playing. That's well, actually not from this, <laughs> not from this year. Obviously, not we're still yet. fresh, fresh in the year. Um, but we've got a handful of games that we're going to be discussing. Um, that's been released last year and a couple of years before that. Uh, we got some news, and then we also have got. Uh, some topics that we want to discuss that include games that release this year that we are excited for. So yeah, let's get into this and jump right into our discussion of games that we have been playing. All right, so I wanted to kickstart into our discussion with a game that has been brought to our attention. Um, it looks uh, it, it's it's a very appealing game and um, kind of Dark Souls like slash Minecraft like I guess you could say. Uh, it's called Valheim. Uh, by Iron Gate Studio, and um, I've seen videos of it. I've seen uh, topic threads on the internet about it, but I've never played it myself. And um, I've been looking for a new kind of action adventure RPG farming sim, you know, the whole shebang uh, into one game here. And I, I've only put a couple hours into it, and that's exactly what it is. That's that's kind of what I've gotten myself into is. Um, I'm within a group right now. We've built our little fort, per se. And um, I'm working on building a house and kind of exploring the land itself. Uh, I've not run into any any big creatures yet. I'm still trying to figure out the mechanics of the game. But I'm really... I'm enjoying the world. The world itself. It almost reminds you of, like, um, a Skyrim. Or, like you said, an MMORPG. Uh, a World of Warcraft. Or, you know, it's, it's that fantasy-based world. And... Um, yeah, I, I think this game has a lot to offer, and it was only $13 on Steam for me to pick up, and uh, I bel- I'm going to put quite a bit more time into this game and, and see where it takes me, and see what I see what I can do in it, see if I can break the game. I like, I like seeing if <laughs> yes, I can break the mechanics like of the game. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It's... There is it's it's a lot deeper than I thought, and which does give me that Minecraft vibes because there is zero tutorial when you boot up the game. Yeah. Really, um, it teaches you some super super basic stuffs um, when you boot up the game, and that's it. And it's just like have fun, and it's like, well, what do I do? And I, and I think it, that's where like having friends can help a lot 
mm-hmm. um, because you, you kind of can create goals together. And especially if it's someone that knows what they're doing or know how they play the game, um, they can help guide you. Like, here's how to like get started. Cause which one thing I didn't know, I don't know. Cause the server I play on, it's, we use a mod called Valheim plus and okay. Valheim plus adds a lot of things. So I don't know what's, and since it was my first time playing, I don't know what's part of normal Valheim and what's part of the mod. Yeah. So you can tell me if this is part of it or not. So okay. I had to build, uh, we were, I had to make a bed to sleep for the night. Right. So Would I you know king size? <laughs> no, we did not. California uh, king? California king size. The one and only baby. <laughs> but uh, I had to build a bed and I had to build a structure around it. And I put a fire inside the house. Um, and smoke started like filling up the house. And I started getting hurt and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, oh, yeah. You got to build like a window and stuff so the fire can mm-hmm. get out. And I'm like, what? That's, That's crazy. Norm- That's in the normal game as well. Okay. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, I I was building my house as well, and I I couldn't sleep in because I didn't have a fire, so I was using the community bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I had a window there, but the window doesn't do it. You have to build like an actual stack. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a you have to build a fireplace because I was trying to build like a simple hut structure, and it did not yeah. do well. You couldn't do that in Minecraft. You, no. you have you can just build a little. You can put a fire in the middle of the house, and you'd be all right. But. Yeah, and and I guess the premise of the game is there's six six uh, biomes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that each have their own boss within it, and you kind of build your way to, to fighting each boss. And I guess after you kill each boss, you win. I don't know. I guess. Or like the main the main game's beaten or something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have yet to like I said, I've only seen three creatures in the game: a deer, like a orc type mm-hmm. or goblin type character, and some kind of salamander. Okay. So, I've seen all kinds of things. Uh, my friend showed me. We, we found huge trolls that are hard to take down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen ice dragons. Wow. Yeah, I've seen wolves. Uh, what else have I seen? I know I've killed three different kinds of animals for food. I've had deer, some salamander type things I don't remember. I saw in our chat... Um just in all caps i found odin so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he's he's a boss or what and i tried to but, join that server that you're on kyle yeah. and but because of the mod i don't know how to disable it i'm like why does oh, it have to weird. be so hard that's weird i have to look into that but um yeah that, so, so that's one of the games i've been playing earlier this week um it's it's a great game uh, this next game Carrington, I believe that you had thrown into my Steam library, and, and I'm skipping a game right now, just so you know. Um, okay. We'll go back to that here in a minute, but this next game, I have not touched, and I would like to know um, your full thoughts on Brotato by Blobfish, yes. this top, top-down top shooter roguelike game. And I've, I feel like we are going to see a plethora of those games come 2023, because... A game called Vampire Survivor has taken away, and everybody is is has been playing it. Uh, it's a very simple roguelite top down mm-hmm. shooter RPG yeah. type yeah. game. I feel like it, it touches back on the old um, like nineteen eighties. Dun- I feel like there's a Dungeons and Dragons game that was 
similar to that. I maybe it's not Dungeons and Dragons. I know that there's a there's a, a famous top down shooter RPG that released before I was born. I cannot remember the name of it. And I played it recently at a friend's house. Why can I not remember it? Anyways, Potato touches on that. Um, and you you sent gifted to me. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I appreciate it. But what is Brotato? Sure, sure. So I was let me let me just set it up real quick, like how I heard about this game and and why I'm addicted to it. So I started a new job in October, and I'm still learning the team that I'm on and the people I work with and things. And the guy that sits next to me, well, first of all, I work for an IT company. Not not in like a I don't work for a company in their IT department. I work for an IT company. Company. company okay yeah yeah so everyone is, is huge nerds everyone's gamers um and, and everyone has like their sub interests of course but everyone's like similar interests we have are video games so the guy that sits next to me um he's he's a little bit older but he's still i feel like he's gonna be like you and me in like 20 30 years like he's got a steam deck and i see him i hear him playing stuff all the time i'm at his desk and so of course we were talking about just games that i've been into um that he's been into and um i don't know how like something like vampire survivors come came up and he was like you know a game that i've been loving that's like vampire survivors that i cannot put down right now is Brotato. And I'm like, Brotato? Like, I think I heard about that. So he whipped out a Steam Deck. He showed me Brotato. And I'm like, I'm buying it right now. And this mm-hmm. was like a couple weeks ago. As of this recording, this was a couple weeks ago. And because thanks to the lovely Steam sale, it was instead of $5, it was $3. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hold on. So $5 is already a good deal. Yeah. $3 is an incredible deal. <laughs> For and I I think cuz the when it, when it when I bought it, it was the it was our Christmas break basically. So I bought it and then I had 4 days to myself. And I played <laughs> Brotato. <laughs> it was me and Brotato. And let me tell you, I could not put it down. Uh the, from the time I think I put almost 20 hours into it across those 4 wow. days. Wow. Yeah. Easy. I did that easy without even thinking about it. So you could basically give us a full-on review of the game. Basically, I and I finished. <laughs> I finished my because because it is roguelite. So the way it, the structure works is you pick your character. There are different kinds of potatoes. Um, Kyle, I know you can't see it right now, but the gameplay footage is showing. Like there it looks things. beautiful. Like look <laughs> at this. This is incredible. <laughs> And so you pick your character and there's like something like 20 different characters. They're all different kinds of potatoes. They all do have different stats and and different things like that. So you pick your character and then you pick a starting weapon and then it's you, your weapons. um, And, and just basically, I think the the game says they're aliens um, in the description. So you're just fighting waves of aliens. So there's a timer each wave is different. So sometimes it's 30 seconds, sometimes it's 60, sometimes it's uh, two minutes. Um, and you're supposed to just survive 20 waves. The 20th wave has a boss. That boss will be random. And once... once is you it get a potato through- peeler? <laughs> no, but that would be a great boss to have. <laughs> the The... the um, the, the, I've only seen two bosses so far. I've gotten to the boss 
level, which is the 20th wave. I've gotten to that like four or five times, beaten it twice now. Nice. Um, I've seen this dragon type creature that shoots flames. And then I've seen this like, I don't know, this like snake creature that holds a creature in its hand. And it has like, I don't know, shots that it, these, these orbs that it shoots out. Gosh, it is so fun, so addicting. After each wave, you get items which are randomized, your weapons are random, and you can have up to six weapons, and you can try to build up your stats, basically. And it is, I don't know what it is, but its is, but it's got the rinse, repeat, like structure when it comes to video games, almost down perfectly. So are you getting different abilities as you go along through the game like mm-hmm. do you unlock abilities do you you said you upgrade your stats are you getting cool weapons as well oh yes for sure uh, uh like i said you can't see the gameplay footage that's showing off some of the weapons and things but um yeah after each round um you get like six choices to make and those are your six choices you can get abilities and those six choices is a mix between weapons and abilities and because it's roguelite everything resets at the at the start of each round and some of those abilities can will be like hey you can have trees appear and trees give you money and health and another ability could be like uh make the store cheaper or the ability to re-roll your options for free um and on top of that you've got all all kinds of weapons there's like any some silly stuff to like a taser gun that just that doesn't do any damage to you know like a rocket launcher to um an axe to a crossbow like there's there's literally all kinds of different things and you can upgrade the weapons there's a way to upgrade them i uh, it's it's it doesn't do me justice just sitting here talking about it you just have to oh, play, play it. it and okay i know over a, a good friend of ours uh phil uh-huh. the chef he pretty he would much love it. a rant hell he i know he'd love it but he went yeah. on a rant on their sh- show uh, right podcast about vampire survivors and right. i know he would feel this way about Brotato. And essentially it was, you know, for five bucks, you get a full-fledged game. And there's games out there for, you know, $60. Right. You don't get this kind of value out of it. And Brotato fits nice and snug into that, that category as well. Let me just repeat this. Brotato was $3, not $5. $3. I got it for $3. <laughs> and it I is hope he's- incredible. Like, it's... it's it, I think... I, I can't put it. I, it came towards the end of 2022. So it might be on my, it's on my top five games of the year this year already, even though I've played very few games. Yeah. It's, that, that's, it's interesting that you say that right there because um, I was listening to, to um, Shay's podcast, all things Nintendo, where he had Jill Grout on and they were doing the top indie games of the year. Mm-hmm. And, the day I believe the day that episode released, Sports Story released as well, mm. and we we both know how incredible of an indie game that is. So that game still released in 2022. Would that be considered a 2023 game of the year type like contender, or or would that go back to 2022? Like when is the cutoff for that? And I'm sorry That's for cutting you off in the middle of your rant, but we no, can go back fine. to that question later. <laughs> the the thing is about uh, Sports Story, it came like. 
I'm putting that in the 2023 category because it came literally at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it was what Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, right? That like weekend, that yeah, 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 definitely that weekend. I was in the middle of my potato binge fest when mm-hmm. Sports Story came out. <laughs> oh, you'd already started playing it. Oh yeah. So so you had that in the middle, and then you had this other incredible game drop. I, I couldn't even imagine the feelings and the emotions you had. You were probably torn as to, what do I play now? And and I have not – with this new job, I am making more money. I have not messed with the Steam Winter Sale in forever because it's – out of all of the different sales that – the big sales that Steam has, the Winter Sale is always the biggest one. And I probably spent – I was talking to that guy at work who suggested Brotato. Um, I probably spent around 60 to $70 during the Steam Winter Sale. But across that's the one 60s, game. That, that's one AAA game. <laughs> exactly. And I spent <laughs> yeah. probably – I don't know how many games I got over across that sixty to seventy dollars I spent. Like I don't know. And plus, I gifted stuff to other people. Like I got you not only Potato, but I got you Tabletop Simulator, which is a sim yes. that you don't have. Yes, um, but you yes. have it now. Um, thank, thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's just it's just one of those things. Like the Steam Winter Sale was. It's I, I, it's an addiction that I don't like, but like at the same time. But well, it's yeah. a good year to jump back into it. Yeah, Potato sounds incredible, man. I. I might have to play that later today. Get started into it. Once you start, you won't stop. I mean, I mean, it's not overly violent or anything like that. So I, I you can even play it with Bo probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, she probably. I mean, she sees a potato running around causing <laughs> rampage. She would probably love it. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah. it's super cartoony. Like the art style reminds me of um, Binding of Isaac. And I looked it up. There's like no relation between the two as far as like. Creator, developer, creator, developer, artist, any of that stuff. Um, I don't. I would love maybe to maybe just to heavily inspired by it. I think so, but I, and I would. And the guy I, I, at work that I was talking to about this, it's possible that this this guy that created, uh, you know, I can't remember his name, but you know, it's Blobfish, um, mm-hmm. is the company. It's very likely he grew up playing something like Binding of Isaac because Binding of Isaac now it's it's you know twelve plus years old yeah. at this point. It's been out for a long time, so it's possible he's just inspired by it and, and decided to create something like Potato. Yeah, that's it is crazy to think about that, especially like the I want to say the forefathers of indie games, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, Minecraft started out as indie that came back out in like two thousand nine, nine, yeah, I want to say. So yeah, about I was in college when almost fourteen years old, almost. Wow, that's. I was in college when when Minecraft was in alpha, and I remember playing it in alpha. And I don't want to be like some like I don't know like hipster guy like I played it before it was cool kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know, I saw a dude in college when in my group of like college people I hung out with, mm-hmm. um, he was playing Minecraft. I'm like I think I heard about that, and I went out and bought it that day because it was three bucks, best investment ever. I remember a, a certain podcast um, that Kumail Nanjiani used to host years ago. Yeah, I so it podcast. was. He had a podcast with his wife um, called The Indoor Kids, and it and I remember them talking about Minecraft like when it initially, I believe, had its actual release. Uh, they were talking about it and how it was such a cool game. And there's something in in that um, in that discussion they had like uh, his wife was talking about. I just like going and running around in the wilderness and just hiding under hiding under rocks whenever monsters come out. Like it's a creepy game. Mm-hmm. And then now you look at it and you have teams of people building cities in the game and, and you know, the the evolution of Minecraft and where it's come to. Honestly, that would be a good topic to to talk about. I, you know, now you say – yeah, because I have cousins through marriage 
um, that I'll play games with from time to time. And, and Minecraft is the equalizer because yeah. I mean, they're still like mid to late teens because it's three of them, mid to late teens, and they have their group of friends. And it's, it's a great equalizer of people of all ages uh, to kind of just get together and game no matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're getting far away because we started with yes. potato yeah, 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 and Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be we'll, a great topic to discuss. We'll talk later. about that after. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Among Us hide and seek mode. I don't, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to play it or not. Uh, it is the same Among Us that we love. It's a game mode within the game itself. It's called hide and seek. You've got up to 15 players playing, um, 14 crewmates, and you can only do one seeker. And as you're going along through the game, through the round, the, the rounds are a lot shorter. There's no no meetings. Everybody knows who the killer is in the game. Uh, crewmates are trying to get um, crewmates are trying to get objectives done quickly. Because these matches are timed, and the the seeker is trying to kill crewmates as they go along. The twist is, there is no cooldown time. I mean, like one second. Mm -hmm. And the killer is running on a rampage, killing people um, as they go along, or killing crewmates as they go along. And you have to um, kill everybody within the t within the time limit. And if you don't, you lose. Uh, my experience with it, I've, it's been an absolute blast. I have yet to play it with people that I know, and I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, but as the seeker, you do not get to vent. Crewmates vent, and they have to hide. And uh, it's where I feel like the classic mode is very structured and very, um, you kind of tiptoe your way around as the killer. Hide and seek mode is pure chaos. Like, just an all-out massacre and it 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 feels pretty it feels pretty good uh to be in the shoes of the seeker and, and get out there and um find everyone your your field of view is very limited mm -hmm. as a as the hiders you get a flashlight i believe i can't remember now but as a seeker no as a seeker you get a flashlight and uh there's the the oh the seeker gets a flashlight so the people that are hiding do they have full vision i can't remember off the top of my head if okay. they do or they don't uh but i know as a seeker you get a flashlight because there's times where where i'm fall after i've been killed i'm i'm following the seeker to kind of see how they play mm -hmm. yeah, and um there's times where i i as as when i'm dead i can see the entire map as he's running around and I'm wondering, like, why? Why is he not going to the people that are hiding there in the corner? Why? How does he not? I can see him. He cannot. Right, obviously, right. Um, I love it, man. I think it's a great mode. It changes things up for the game, and uh, it's it's like I said, it's short and sweet matches. And we are in a time period of life where people's attention spans are so short. Yeah. Uh, with media, with gaming, and and this game fits right in there because matches don't last any longer than like. I don't know, three to five minutes. That's I'd not say. bad at all. No, no. Now, I have not uh, played it yet, but it sounds like a fun time because I didn't know about it till you um, put it on our list of things to discuss. I had no idea this was even a thing because I have not paid attention to Among Us news. It's been a while. Yeah, 
Um, but I do know it's it's just funny how this little indie game that's been out since 2018, I think, just Eight. blew up uh, yeah. over the past couple of years, and it's it's incredible to see its journey. That's another topic maybe we could discuss because I I watched Knives Out and Glass Onion, and there's mm-hmm. an Among Us reference within the first 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I have to check that out. It is. My parents watched the first night. No, never mind. We're going to go down that rabbit right. hole, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just funny and incredible to see like this game just start out as a simple little game. It blow up. And the, the developers have decided to try and like still update it and, and take care of this little baby of theirs. And I think, I will, I think I'll check this game out for or this mode out for sure. It's, the game's going strong. Like it's, mm-hmm. it is a, it's still a big game. The, the community in the game is still um, fantastic. There's tons of games, tons of game modes that are you. You want to load into the game itself. You have options of different matches to play, to jump into. Um, it's it's good to see the support there still, and the game deserves this support. I mean, it's it's a one of a kind game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't. There's no other games out there like it. I mean, we do have asymmetrical multiplayer games, but this one is definitely different. So I agree, um, especially I. I haven't played Gary's Mod in forever, but the hide and seek in there, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Among Us just kind of takes it to a, a whole different, like takes oh. inspiration from it and still twists it um, on on its side, and, and it it does well for itself for yeah. sure. It's up. It's an update too, so it's not DLC. You're not paying anything extra for it. It's literally in the game. So if you are still playing Among Us, if you have not played it in a while. Um, I, I highly recommend getting a group of friends together to play it, or if you solo play online, jump into the game. You'll enjoy it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a quick game. Our last game up for discussion. I I love this game. Absolutely love this game. And it's funny. It's a, this game is old. I should I know, it, but <laughs> this it's, is the oldest it's, game we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's been out for quite a few years, and I remember mm-hmm. hearing about it on Game Informer podcast because Kyle Hilliard talked about it when it first came out. Okay, um, I want to say it's called Gree, G R I S, because um, my mom, when I was talking to my parents about it yesterday, because they we were in the stream when I streamed it on Friday, right. my parents were in the stream. My mom told me it's French for gray, the color gray, Gree. So I think oh, that makes sense. Free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I like that. I, I That flew right over my head. Same. Uh, I had no idea. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting different name. We need to go to your mom about any kind of gaming <laughs> pronunciations. Any, yes. any, yeah. Any words. But yeah, so the game is, I was going to call it Chris, but that's the American coming out of me. So, sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Gree, developed by Nomada Studios. Um, it's a beautiful platformer that you dive into different stages of grief, which I feel like it doesn't um, it, it doesn't touch on that heavily. You can get through the whole game and kind of just enjoy the experience itself. It's it, but it is a beautiful hand drawn game. The animation is so incredible. You play as a girl uh, that at the beginning loses her voice, and you're kind of on your journey to find her voice almost like a rediscovery journey of herself as well and when you lose your voice the color in the world is sucked out and you start out with the color Cree. <laughs> yeah absolutely like the, the whole world is is gray and 
void of life. And that's the two things that jumped out to me, I will say. The sound and music jumped mm-hmm. out immediately. And and the animation, like it's the hand-drawn animation. The animation is absolutely Beautiful. gorgeous. And it reminds me of two different games that we've played in the past and talked about on the show and kind mm-hmm. of put them together. Uh, and I'm talking from the aspect of themes and storylines, not gameplay. Right. Uh, I just want to make that very clear. Uh, but it reminded me of Rhyme because right. Rhyme went through the stages of grief. Um, and you go through basically the same color stages, I guess, of, of grief uh, in, mm-hmm. in Gree. Um, and and, the, and exact, the exact same order as Rhyme does. The exact same order. Um, yeah. And it also reminds me of Celeste and, and the way it handles like depression and anxiety. Only because like... Mm-hmm. I feel like that statue represents a lot more than just a statue. Oh, yeah. It's broken. It breaks at the beginning. And yeah. then at the at the end, that's what you repair and, and make whole again. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of heavy things. Because I don't want to ruin it, but that ending, that's what made me think oh, of yeah, Celeste dude. almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That um, – and this game came out before Celeste, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Um. The way that rhyme touches on it, and the way that Gree touches on it, I'm having one. I have a hard time calling it that because I've been calling it Gris the whole time. Yeah, um, you call it Gris. I don't know. Like I don't know. No, no, say, no. I think mom, you're right. I, okay, yeah. My mom yeah, didn't tell me yeah. how to pronounce it. What? Just she just says that's French for gray. Yeah, that's all she said. I, I'm. I. I it is now forever gonna be Gree in my head. <laughs> okay. Um. The way that. Gree and, and the way French that rhyme person touches, is listening, and we're pronouncing wrong. You can let us know. We're just yeah. Americans. <laughs> The way that they both touch on it, because both games have zero dialogue in it. Mm-hmm. And they both touch on it, like you said, the same way. And they both kind of feed off each other mm-hmm. on how, or I don't know, maybe one was inspired by the other, um, with how that touches on the different stages of grief. And I think for for both games to cover such a heavy topic without any dialogue is incredible. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I first started the game, there's not a whole lot of games that that can that you can actually feel the emotions of the character in the game. This game, you I, I just remember like feeling heavy, mm-hmm. feeling kind of the the emotions that our our main character was feeling. and the way that she falls to her knees at the beginning of the game, and you kind of just see her breathing. Shoulders going up and down, and just taking in those breaths, man. Like I, there was something about that that I was just like, oh my gosh, I my like I feel this weight on my shoulders now, mm-hmm. and you want to help this this girl kind of get back on her feet and and get to feeling how she did before she lost her voice. Yeah, and um, it's it's a it's a powerful game. Yeah, it really is. It's it's and I it is a game. But to me, it was more of an experience mm-hmm. because it's not super challenging. It's not like you're sitting there scratching your head or, you know, throwing your controller across the room because you're, you're having a difficult time. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's an experience. And I think it's an experience that everyone should try. Um, if you're def- Let me take that back. If you play Call of Duty, if you play those games, you're probably not going to appreciate this game for what it is. I, at least I don't think 
because you're probably looking for more of a challenge. But if you appreciate indie games, if you appreciate the story within indie games, if you appreciate um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not unique uniqueness. It is a very unique experience. But if you appreciate the um, emotional impact that a game can deliver, then then this agrees the game that you need to try. You you've got to. And the thing about it. I paid four, four or five bucks for it. On the That's e-shop. what I did. Yeah, four or five bucks. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's funny because I gifted you this game also on Steam. I think. I think, really? Did I? Did I? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, maybe you did. I don't know. I was I was buying and gifting games to friends. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't the only friend I gifted games to. It was just, mm-hmm. just buy stuff and gift it out. But um, when I bought it, I'm like, maybe we could talk about this. And you were like. And you sent me a screenshot of the review yeah. you did for a magazine that you're writing reviews now for. And I'm like, wow, you already talked about it. Let's go. <laughs> Have you, so you had obviously you had the chance to finish it then. Yeah, I finished it late okay. last night. Um, and that ending is powerful. The way that mm-hmm. Rhyme's ending is powerful. And the way that Celeste's ending is powerful. And it's funny because when I finished it, it was 12 o'clock at night. You know, I'm I'm tired. I'm dead tired. Um, had already been up all day with basically the family, and I'm like, I just got to sit and finish this game before I talk about this with Kyle on the show because I said I was going to finish it. I can finish it, and he says it's not long. Yeah, you weren't kidding. It's not long. I would put it in around the two to four hour experience. Right. Um, rhyme is in the probably like the six to eight hour. Mm-hmm. So the the two games talking about basically the very similar things. And go about it also in a very different way. And you're mm-hmm. right. Um, Gree is – it's not hard at all. Um, you can probably beat it in one sitting, and that's what puts in an experience. There's probably not much replayability to it, unfortunately. No. But the awesome. the impacts that you'll ha- it'll have on you will last probably much longer. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's only five bucks. Yeah. Or at least it was only five. I think it still is. I, I don't know if it's on sale for five bucks or if the game itself is just five bucks. I don't know. But I either it way, Winter Sale, I had yeah. a couple bucks for it. Either way, it's it's worth the time. I mean, you buy a movie ticket for 15 bucks now. Mm-hmm. This game is longer. That's than a most good movies. point. That's a very good point. A, a movie ticket <laughs> is anywhere between 10 and 15 bucks, and you're probably going to pay. If you pay popcorn and stuff, that obviously makes it go up higher. Yeah, this game is a you can beat in the same amount of time you can watch a movie, and it's much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So pick it up, do it. Yeah, and and I had the opportunity to write the review for the Patch Magazine, and uh, it's 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 such a it's it's a powerful game, mm-hmm. powerful game. So I love. Loved every minute of it and every couple hours of it. <laughs> I I just can't stress enough like how gorgeous that animation was and mm-hmm. just ah, <laughs> we got we got to do like some sort of spoiler podcast about it or something because yeah that I mean, ending I I don't want to spoil it for people that are listening because it's that good and and it's it's just that impactful. New podcast, new year, new year, new podcast. New year, new segments. We'll do there that. There you go. Or maybe maybe we could do like a little 10, 15 minute spoiler cast. Um, so yeah, that's Gree by Nomata Studios. Studios. Um, 
and it is on Switch, uh, PC. I want to say Xbox. And, I, think, I want to say it's on everything. Like everything. PlayStation, yeah. Xbox, Switch, PC. Yeah, I think it's on everything. So pick it up. You'll enjoy it. Definitely enjoy it. If you're listening to this podcast, you know the games we like, so you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Okay, so we wanted to do um, more more kind of news related stuff and gaming related uh, like gaming related news stuff. There's not a whole lot that I've written down for this week, except for one thing, and it's not really indie related, but it caught my attention when I was looking through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so Arcade One Up, are they're doing the cabinets, and they're doing a Wheel of Fortune cabinet. <laughs> the grandma inside myself wants that so bad. <laughs> When you put it on the, our new segment, I'm like, all right. So I looked into it. Yeah. Like, that actually might be fun. <laughs> I don't know why. When I was a kid, my grandma had a... You remember those little handheld games oh, yeah. you could buy at Walmart for like I don't know, 30 yeah. bucks? And they, they were all just... Uh, they were digital, but they looked like you know your digital calculator. Mm-hmm. Well, she had a Wheel of Fortune. I remember putting time away into that game. <laughs> And uh, enjoying my time with that. So when I saw Wheel of Fortune cabinet coming out uh, as a arcade cabinet, I thought, man, I could spend a lot of time playing that. And and I love those. I still want an arcade in my house. I still yeah. want that. And those cabinets, some are, I would say, kind of expensive, but you can get them on sale. I picked up the Simpsons arcade cabinet mm-hmm. for 200 bucks. That's it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's... that's. I, you uh, know, I, I think an arcade cabinet, that's, I'm thinking thousands of dollars, you know? Right. Right. Most of them are around, I want to say, four to five hundred bucks. Uh, but for the Simpsons, it's four-player cabinet, so, you know, we can all get together and play through the game itself. And it's also got the bowling in it, and, and I love it. It's inspired me to want to get a few more and kind of have... My own arcade. A little arcade. In my house. Maybe, yeah. Maybe this will be a new there's, addition. There's something nostalgic about walking in a room and hearing all those noises going off at the same time. Absolutely. That's yeah. why I like 16-bit here in Cincinnati uh, so mm-hmm. much. And Columbus. There's one in Columbus. And I think there's one in Cleveland. But um, that's why I like 16-bit so much. I mean, yeah, sure, it's a bar. But you walk in and you have people playing pinball. You've got noises going on over here. Noises going on over there. And it gives you just almost that like nice nostalgic feel of walking into an arcade. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it bring brings childhood feelings back up. Mm-hmm. It makes you makes you feel warm, fuzzy inside. So, yeah, not a not a huge news segment, but I just I needed to shout that out because Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune games are just they're they're good good fun games, mm-hmm. wholesome games, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, um, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say about um. You know, arcade games also, like, it makes it easy to try and get into and pick up when you have a couple of friends over. Even if they're not gamers, everyone's right. been to an arcade at one point right. in their lives and played arcade games. And it, it just kind of brings this this connection to just a very broad general group of people. And, and it's just – it's always a good time with, with arcades. Couldn't agree more with that. Anybody can put a beer in their hand or what your beverage choices and kind of sit back and enjoy playing some arcade games. All right, welcome back. We're going to talk about our uh, the, the future of 2023. We're going to talk about our top three indie games, as well as uh, maybe the, the one AAA game that we want to see released this year as well. 
So let's just get right into it. I'll be surprised at least. I think one game, one of our indie games will cross over. I I believe I had that feeling when I wrote this down too. Same. I definitely had that feeling. So actually, do do you want to get into it? There's no, I guess, uh, specific order of going into what we want to see released, but just the games that we personally want to see and want to get our hands on. Absolutely. Now, because for those that are probably watching the show, you know, I had gameplay footage of the games we we're talking about. I don't know what Kyle's picking, so I didn't download. Ga- I don't know what he's saying. Secrets. Yeah. So we kept it a secret. So I'm not having gameplay footage come out for um, the games I chose. Um, however, the first game that I'm looking forward to in 2023 that is an indie title. Um, as soon as I saw it, I said yes. I gotta have it. I gotta play it. Light your frontier. I can't. That's my wait. first game. Ah, I knew I knew we'd have at least one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about why I want it and how you can talk about it. Well, uh, but, could... I mean, it's just one of those games. Like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, uh, it's it's farming, uh 3D farming plus it reminded me of Stardew Valley, but in mechs and mm-hmm. it's 3D. And what more could you want in a game, honestly? Mm-hmm. Um and it's they seem that the, the I, I follow them on social media, and with every update, I'm like, I need this now. I need this now in my life. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. I've been keeping up with them on Instagram and, and watching their uh, what they post on there. Uh, farming, mechs, for me, one of the biggest things is it's multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So you can team up with your friends and explore a distant planet and find out what's inhabiting inhabiting and oh gosh why can't i say that word right now what is what is living on the planet and uh um and farm and it's a beautiful game if you've not looked at this game if you've not heard of this game i highly highly suggest that you uh go and uh look at the trailer it's developed by frame break as well so they're they're doing a fantastic job with it 100% and probably some great streams that you can watch us over on twitch.tv slash KK Indie Gaming. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Well, you, you touched on Lightyear Frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll skip that. Next on my list is a game uh, de- developed by All Possible Futures called The Plucky Squire. That's on my worthy mentions. But is it? Okay, favorite. look at this. Yeah, look at that. There we go. Pucky uh, Squire, I believe we saw the trailer back during Summer Games Fest. And, is it a Summer uh, Games Fest or a Nindy, a Nintendo, the Nintendo Indie Showcase? I can't yeah. remember which one. It was, yeah, it was It was during one of those back earlier in 2022. And it's beautiful. It's, it's just, it, the way that I take the game is um, it is presented to us in a storybook form. In the trailer, you kind of go into this kid's room, you go to his desk, there's a storybook, opens up, and introduces you to the plucky squire. And the game starts out as as um, kind of a 2D platformer, and then the game breaks. It breaks out of its elements. So we touch on 2D platformer. It, it goes into a 3D mode where the character jumps out of the book and kind of runs around the world of the kid's room. The thing that sticks out to me most about the game is I feel like it touches on multiple genres of gaming because there's a segment where it looks like you're you're kind of playing in the mode of Super Punch-Out. 
there's a segment where it kind of looks like you're playing through a mode of maybe like Contra, where it's a side-scrolling shooter. Uh, there's also 3D platforming that's brought out into the game. You jump onto the side of a coffee mug, I believe is what it is. And it reminds me of Mario Odyssey, where, you know, you jump onto the side of a, an object and you kind of jump and you kind of play into a 2D world platformer style game. And I love the different elements that this game is bringing from what I've seen. And it's set to release 2023. I, I hope we see a release of 2023 because I really, really want to play this game. I I agree. It was in my worthy mentions only because um, the other three I have, it's uh, not to like put down Plucky Square or anything. It's just, there's just so many good games that are coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard to pick because um, you you said pick three. And I'm like, man, it's hard to narrow down to yeah. three. Um, and the animation for Plucky Square, it looks amazing and gorgeous. And I remember the trailer because uh, it kind of starts off with just kind of like, oh, this looks like a simple 2D platformer. And then it just kind of mm-hmm. just breaks out of its shell, like you were saying. And it's it just like, uh, okay, now I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. It's bringing something different, different than what we've seen in any game previously, I think. So what's your next one? So I'm a huge fan of Sega. I've made that very clear, very well known. You know, Sonic is one of my favorite games um, or characters, rather, franchises. And Sega has a little known franchise called Jet Set Radio. And for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like a futuristic um, cyberpunk where you're on rollerblades and, you know, you spray paint stuff. Why am I talking about Jet Set Radio? Because the, one of the games I'm looking forward to takes that idea and, and kind of revives it. It's called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I need this now. Um, I, it's cell shaded just like Jet Set Radio was. It's basically the same concept. Um, where you're just going around and it looks like you're spray tagging stuff and the music just sounded so good because the music in, in, in Jet Set Radio also was just out of this world. A bunch of indie um, artists uh, with, with a soundtrack that just fit the bill. Um, this looks very similar to that nature and I'm just like, I cannot yeah. wait! Yeah, the, I, I remember seeing this... Um, uh, announced and it yeah it's it it brings back those vibes of jet set radio definitely does it's it's a beautiful looking game and i think it touches outside of rollerblading as well into some other sports i believe i think so and i'm hoping so there's not like too much on that's that's one thing that i i i i'm hoping to do with a show like this is to encourage like any developers to give us like more updates because if it's a triple a title it feels like there's a new update almost every day about a, about a game. Like I know right. everything about my AAA title I want to talk about today. I know everything about it. It's the game's just not out yet. Whereas right. there's any titles like uh, you might hear, you might get a trailer, and it's like, oh, it's out, and like, like, there's no like updates in between. Yeah, yeah. That, that's you make a solid point there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely want to see more about that game. I and I want to play it too. It it looks um, definitely unique to any games that we've played this year, the last couple of years. And I feel like we haven't seen a game like that since jet set radio. A hundred percent. And it's, it's got its nice cult following uh, jet set radio does. A lot of yeah, Sega franchises have their cult followings that Sega just doesn't take care of. And jet set radio is definitely one of them. One of them. Yep. Totally. Totally agree. My last pick by little known studio called geometric interactive. It's a game called cocoon. Okay. It's not my yes. first. I don't no. pick this one either. 
Um, Cocoon is being developed by the same people that have had their hands on Inside and Limbo. Two games that are very dear to me. And this game is different looking from those. If, if you've played either one of them, you know they're darker games. Side-scrolling, platformer, uh, puzzles, puzzle platformer, puzzle, puzzle platformer, puzzle platformer mm-hmm. uh, games. And they have darker themes. And they are uh, beautiful in their own way. Very atmospheric. The sound design for those games are incredible. So I... I went back and looked at the trailer for Cocoon and same theme, same incredible sound design to them as well. But the, the gaming is different. The, the, the style is more of a 3d top down style of a game. So that kind of threw me off a little bit and I'm a little on edge about it. Well, sure. I like it, well, I not, but I trust the developers cause they've done such an incredible job with their games previously that I'm sure they're going to deliver something that that will be memorable to me and uh, make me feel all the feelings of weirdness that I felt in Limbo and, and inside as well. And uh, the game doesn't look as dark. There's a lot more color to it. But I remember at the end of the trailer, one of the trailers, you do see this larger like entity that gives you those same weird vibes. Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. I want. I need to know more about this game. So, Cocoon is set to release this year, and yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic looking game. And if you're looking more for a game that gives you the inside, gives you the limbo vibes, you should probably check out Somerville. Just as just I'm just putting that off on the side there. Um, that that is available on multiple platforms right now, and it give, it is very much your limbo and inside esque game that involves aliens yes and i played through that on stream twitch.tv slash kk indie gaming and (laughs) i played it at at your your suggestion so i i I know when it when it comes to uh, i don't have the game written down so it it escapes me okay somerville that cocoon thank you i remember seeing the trailer for it and you were the first person i thought of so I'm yeah. looking forward to it as well. It's not on my list, but I knew you, that was a game you're looking forward to the yep. most because it, it's right up your alley with Inside and and, and, and and Limbo, which I love those games too, just as much as you do. Right. So I can't right. wait to see what happens. But this last game that I have, mm-hmm. it just – as soon as I saw it, like within a second of me seeing this trailer last year, I'm like, this is it. This is probably going to be game of the year for me just based on a trailer and one second seeing it. It Persona is Gunbrella from Doinksoft. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a, a Persona 5. Persona 5, that little indie game from Sega, you know, no big deal. I don't know, Atlas, Atlas makes Persona. Um, but no, it's um, Gunbrella, yeah, Gunbrella yes. from Doinksoft. As soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, this is it. This is the uh, This is it, man. This, I, I don't know what to say. You're, it's, just, it's a 2D platformer, um, and it looks like you, you're this character with an umbrella that also can turn into a gun and he does all kinds of stuff with it i just go check out the trailer just go check out the trailer for gunbrella and you'll see what i'm talking about okay because it looks incredible like when it was revealed it set the internet on fire basically like that's how trending yeah 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 the the game looks beautiful it looks just tons of fun it looks challenging too and yeah you you hit the nail on the head with that one. I I almost put that down on honorable mentions, but I did not. 
Ooh. I did not. So what did you put down with your for your honorable mentions? I just I put one down. I, I kept okay. it I kept it simple. I put pepper grinder, which I feel like it touches on the same kind of mm-hmm. play style as Gunbrella. Side scrolling, you're not using an umbrella, but you have this giant drill that you're using to drill through the ground and fight enemies with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, being published by Devolver Digital. Mm-hmm. And as is Gunbrella. It's high action, fast paced uh platformer 2d platformer with action in it as well uh it it looks fantastic and i don't have a whole lot to say about it other than it it's definitely a a fantastic looking 2d side scroller game i've got i've got two so i'll just kind of roll through them real quick because we've been recording for quite some time um i'm not a souls like Person, but as soon as I saw this trailer, I said I must play this game. It is another crab's treasure from Aggro mm-hmm. Crab, where you are really a crab, and you know it's definitely Souls like. It doesn't hide that fact, and it looks like if you want to play a Souls like game with your kids, I believe this this would be this one. is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that game looks awesome. I, I I cannot wait for it. Um, the the developers are very active on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I love. And they're not. I thought. Practically, it's not basically updates, but sometimes they're updates. But they're just fun, to, so fun to follow, fun to see the progress that the game's having, and I can't wait to play it. And the last game I have is Planet of Lana um, from Yes Thunderful Publishing. Uh, it looks like another in, Inside esque. Yes, the animation looks gorgeous. The music looks amazing. Cannot wait for it. Um, I've. I'm surprised you didn't have it on your list, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for Planet of Lana as well. Fantastic looking game. Briefly, what's your AAA game? Starfield. That's what mine is. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it, wow. There's no, there's no okay. question. Starfield is the AAA title I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, that's uh, Bethesda's um, outer space game. So if you like Bethesda and the games that they put out, then that is their open world outer space game. So. Because they, they they nail the fantasy, they nail the post the post apocalyptic. They have not done sci fi yet, so I'm looking forward to Starfield so much. Yeah, yeah. There's there's there yeah. We'll we'll leave it at that. Sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> it looks it looks fantastic. So so thank you all for for watching or listening to this episode of KK's Indie Gaming Corner. Um, you can follow us on socials uh, on Twitter at KK Indie Gaming. Instagram, KK Indie Gaming, TikTok, and Facebook, KK Indie Gaming. But those are actually, yeah, all, all over. If you just type it, yeah, if, if you if you search KK Indie Gaming, you'll you'll find us online. It most importantly, we appreciate your support. A lot of support on Twitch lately. I know Carrington greatly appreciates it. He's very much active over there, um, streaming multiple times a week. And if you're watching on YouTube, we would greatly appreciate a like on the video. We would greatly appreciate a subscribe on our channel. You'll get updates as to when new videos drop, reviews drop, gameplay videos drop as well. And yeah, we we love you all and appreciate your continued support. Feel free to join us over on our Discord. Uh, we'll leave uh, info for that in the comments below or in the info below. And yeah, uh, that's that's it, man. Thank you to all the creators. For a fantastic 2022, we look forward to to the games being created for 2023. And with that, I would love to say have a good day.